Welcome to the All Things Performance Podcast, where our goal is to stay hungry, to get better, and to move the meter. My name is Josiah Igano, and whether you're looking to improve physically, to get fed spiritually, or to challenge yourself mentally, we're digging deep to find those gems, and we're going to find them. Let's go. Let's, let's, let's go. Hope everybody's doing well. Today I am joined with a great friend of almost 20 years. Derek Devine uh, joins our podcast today. Derek and I were college teammates back in the day, and he's had a tremendous transformation in his life. Uh, Derek signed professionally uh, to play football in the NFL with both the Seattle Seahawks and the Washington football team, which at that time was known as the Washington Redskins. This is a great conversation. It's real time in Northern California. You might hear some cars going back and forth in the background, some birds chirping, you know what I'm saying, and some chainsaws. I think we even got some chainsaws you know, at the latter end of this conversation. So uh, it hits on many notes. We talk about leadership. We talk about why this concept of the journey right? And reflection is so important. Why mediocrity should have no place in our lives. And we even talk about the power of Derek hearing his father grind coffee beans every day at four o'clock in the morning and how powerful of an impact that had on his life. This is a great conversation and I hope it blesses you. So without further ado, we get right into it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, today I'm here with a good friend, former teammate, you know, good brother, Derek Devine. Derek, what's going on, man? How are we? Thank you for having me. Doing great. We are we are in an undisclosed location <laughs> here in Northern California. So you might hear some birds chirping. You might hear a car, you know, every Chainsaw. now and then. Chainsaw, you know. Yeah. You might hear a condor swoop down. I don't know. Do y'all got condors out here, man? I, I, I think we do. We're about to fight down. Yeah. We'll get some type of rodent or something oh, around here. Oh, man. Yeah. Man, I saw some deer. I saw some deer out there. You said, what do you, what do you call them? Pinder? What, pinder? Pinner. Pinner? Yeah, there ain't meat on them, man. We don't, there ain't no earth hunting out here. <laughs> <laughs> Not in these hills, man. Oh, yeah. Man. But you, well, you said you guys, you guys get some mountain lions up here too. We get some mountain lions. But they're kind of pinner too, though. Yeah, yeah, they're not eating too good. Slim out Slim pickings out Slim, here, man. Well, they're eating the deer. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, well man, I'm glad to have you up here, man. It's it's always good to to sit down with you, break bread with you, spend time with you and the fam. And man, I just wanted to just to share, uh, you know, with the people, man, some of the things that are going on in your life. You know what I mean? Yeah. And some of the things that you think about, you know, and. Um, yeah. You know, when you, you know, when I was thinking about this podcast, one of the things that I was thinking about was this word journey, right? And journey is, is the act of traveling from one place to another. And I look at your life and you're definitely somebody who um, has been on a journey. And yeah. I've been blessed to see parts of that journey, a lot of that journey. I mean, we've been friends for almost 20 years, you know, teammates almost 20 years ago. And, you know, what has your journey done for you and how have you grown? I know it's a loaded question, but let's yeah. just get right into it. I would, I mean, the word that comes to mind off of that question is perspective. Like it's, it's really changed my perspective because I would say like this last, you know, I'm, I just turned 37. So I'm thinking like that 20 years of 17, 18 years old until now. And it's so much has happened. It's like, you know, you're, you're maturing, it's college, it's professional sports, it's marriage, it's kids, it's life after sports. It's, it's such a condensed 
part of the journey, and so much has happened in in in, in that time that you kind of share about. And it's just I I realize how much my perspective has changed. Yeah. And 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 just like the maturing factor of the journey of of just realizing parts of that journey. I wish I had this perspective, and part you know you start really getting to learn back, uh, look back, and learn from all of that time, yeah. all of those seasons of just realizing, man, I wish I had a better perspective. And I love looking back. Looking yeah. back is so helpful for me because I get to, and really just dissect, you know, we watch a, you know, in, in sports, it's, you know, especially in football, it's like all you're doing is watching film. Yeah. And yep. it's just, it's a constant constructive criticism of oneself trying to improve. And for me, I think that same thing, like with, with the journey, yeah. constantly looking back to just, constructively just critique things of how stuff needs to change, how stuff needs to grow. Could have done that better, you know, because mm-hmm. the good thing about kids and marriage is a lot of stuff repeats itself. Yeah. So it gives you an opportunity to say, oh, oh now I'm not going to do that again. Yeah, yeah, I did that yeah. last time. And then let me do this. And, and I think you get a lot of those opportunities with people. Yeah. Because a lot of people will, will do the same type of stuff to you. You'll find yourself in the same uh, environment or the same struggle or the same argument or the same work environment, mm-hmm. you know, or the same bad work, uh, you know, relationship or whatever it is. And, you, you know, you get to really look back and that for me, it's like, I love just reflection. I love it, man. You know, you, 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 it sounds like you spend a lot of time in reflection. One of the questions that I love asking people is, do you spend more time in strategy or do you spend more time in reflection? And for you, it sounds like you spend a good deal of, of time in reflection. Uh, and and yeah. for you, w- what are some of the best practices that you engage in in terms of reflection? Is it journaling? Is it just spending time alone? Is it just, you know, long walks by yourself? Like, how do you engage in reflection? Uh, for me, I've, I feel for true reflection is... I have, for me at least, I have to find close relationships, uh, accountability even style based relationships to get a different view because uh, oftentimes my perspective is off if I just take my view right. of a situation, of a scenario, of a period, of, uh, of a period that we're evaluating. And so for me, I, I, you know, I, I involve my wife heavily in that. Mm-hmm. You know, I involve Jesus heavily in that. I involve close friends, mentors heavily in that because I want I want numerous viewpoints of mm-hmm. a scenario of trusted people in my life that can say, "Hey, did you think about this? Hey, did you see this?" I also gives me a great opportunity to really pull from something they've been through mm-hmm. that might be what I'm going through. Yeah, something they've been through that I that I might be coming that season I might be coming into. And so yeah. for me, I I really try to not rely so heavily on myself because I feel at least for me. Then the reflection's limited. Transparency is awesome. limited. Yeah. You know? That's great, man. You know, and uh, there's wisdom in a multitude of counselors, and you sure do surround yourself with a lot of, you know, good people. I know that one of the things, to segue into the next question here, I know one of the things that you absolutely hate, you hate mediocrity. Yeah. Like, you hate average, right? Yeah. You you despise the norm. Yeah. Why? Why does oh, it make you man, so mad, dude? Like, like, why does it make you so mad, man? I think the hardest part is like when mediocrity is rewarded oh. or when it's my toughest thing is when, when we call mediocrity excellence. Yeah. Like it's disguised as excellence and it's like, 
No. Like, never. So we're not all getting a trophy, bro? Like, what's <laughs> yeah, going that's, on, yeah, that's, we, all, we all ain't getting yeah, a trophy, man? That's a tangent my old man would take off on for days. Come on, man. You know, and like, But we all paid our dues and to be part <laughs> yeah, of the program. Yeah. Come on, bro. It's like, for me, I never wanted that. <laughs> I never wanted that. Like, I just, I don't know, man. Like, I just remember, like, quick, quick blippet story from, from my life is I remember waking up to my dad grinding coffee beans every morning at, like, 4 a.m., and I'm sleeping, uh, you know, and wake up just for a moment to be like, oh, dad's going to work today. And you'd see dad 12 hours later. And it was just, I saw that he accepted nothing less than excellence within his life. Like, mm -hmm. and that's come through hard work, perseverance, day in and day out, doing stuff when nobody's looking, all those types of things. And for me, I guess I've just had really good examples of excellence within my life and guys I've played with and mentors that have that have held me to such high standards, yeah. you know, and, and just following men of great character, I get, I kind of get bugged out when somebody says, oh man, that's excellent. It's like, nah, I know what excellence yeah, is because yeah, I've yeah. seen it and it's not that. <laughs> it's not that. <laughs> yeah, it's not that. So for me, it's like, I also feel it's like, dude, you're taking something away from all these guys I've been around that are excellent. Yeah. You know, and so it's almost like it's, it's uh, what I feel like is you're just downgrading what they've done. Yeah. You know, yeah. I've had such an opportunity here with my, with what I do now, pastoring in a church up here in Northern California is just, we work with a lot of recovering addicts yeah. and like, it takes nothing short of pure excellence for a man to walk away from addiction and to go after something completely different right. when he's never been raised in excellence to never be raised in it. And yet to choose it. Yeah. I, th I that's mean, powerful. That's powerful. Like if you don't even know what the high standard is, yeah. a high bar is yep. to walk away from just the wallow, wallowing in the filth and mediocrity to go towards excellence. That's yes. like a, that's literally a miracle. Oh yeah. And so I want to make sure we're defining excellence properly for men like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's great, man. That's great. I appreciate you sharing that. Those are some really rich insights. And, you know, and, you know, you played in the NFL. You know, you got a chance to go into the NFL and to, you know, um, uh, to be around great people, um, to be in training camps, to have that NFL experience. Yeah. Uh, and you played with some characters. Yeah. You were around some <laughs> characters. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And my question to you is, you know, what was the most impact? This is a two-pronged question. What was the most impactful thing about getting the opportunity to be part of the National Football League? And then who was the most impactful or who were the most impactful people for you? Man, I would say getting there, you know, because... Like we've talked a lot this week, kind of just about confidence, mm -hmm. false confidence, whatever, you know, and I think there's an element of myself at least where there was some false confidence going in like, oh, I'm good enough for this. I can play in the NFL. I can do that, blah, blah, blah. But there's always a little voice like, can you? Yeah. What do you think they're going to think when they see you? Yeah. You know, what are they, they going to think of your footwork? What are they going to think of your arm strength? What are they going to think of your accuracy? Are you going to yeah. be able to hold up? And so for me, probably the best part was getting up there and being around pro bowlers and being around guys that played in the Super Bowl, being around major 10, 12, 15-year veterans mm -hmm. and, being able, and being able to see my talent hold up. Mm -hmm. For me, it was, it, it was, it was very, you know... Uh, it's just, I don't, not necessarily relieving, but it was just like, 
it, it was just, it brought such a sense of relief and like a breath of fresh air and confidence just rushed in. Like uh, of just all those years, you know, 20 years of football coming into that moment was just massive for me, man. Yeah. You know, and so I would say that was, that was monumental. Um, probably the biggest thing I remember. And then, uh, and then, man, people that probably the biggest, most impactful thing within the entire thing was uh, a plan in Seattle. Met a guy by the name of Sean Alexander. We had a mutual friend. He introduced me, and um, and just having a, a veteran of that caliber just really take me under his wing and really teach me about life and marriage and raising kids and character and how you carry yourself as a professional. Uh, how you carry yourself in a professional type environment as a man of faith, how you carry yourself in that environment, you know, how you make an impact in the marketplace as somebody living a lifestyle that, that some might not agree with, right? you know, and being able to truly interact within people that don't live that lifestyle and still, and still be able to coexist with them and love them and be there for them and be teammates with them and train with them and, and impact their lives. And so for me, it was probably that, getting to sit and watch for years of how he loved his wife, how he loved his kids, mm-hmm. how he balanced work, how he balanced the NFL, how he balanced money, yeah. you know, how he balanced just stardom and being a star and being big. Like just for me, I was able to pick so many different things that I was able to use in football, but way more outside of football, yeah. you know? That's great. Yeah, Sean Alexander, I mean, that was big time, man. Seahawks, he was like, he was part of the crew, the modern-day crew before the modern-day crew. You know what I mean? And just, you know, big-time personality in terms of what he did at Alabama, what he did at, you know, uh, obviously the Seattle Seahawks and just just the man he was, you know, in terms of um, while he was playing and just the, the, the... the impact and the the legacy that he left, obviously on you as well, yeah. amongst many others. So then that's a, a that's a really good mentor, really good oh, role yeah. model. You know what I mean? Um, let's talk about leadership, man. Leadership is that term, right? Leadership is that term that's thrown around a lot. Numerous definitions. You know what I mean? There's a lot of there's a yeah. lot of definitions. Numerous. Yeah. Um, you know, let's talk about the leadership in your family because there's a lot of leadership in your family, right? Yeah. Uh, in terms of your your lineage, and Let's talk about that. I want you to talk about that. And I also want you to talk about your take on leadership. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I mean, I, I come from a huge military-based background family. So, uh, you know, my, my father didn't serve, but his father was in World War II, 82nd Airborne, you know, Purple Heart, you know, parish, par, you know was a paratrooper, uh, D-Day, Battle of the Bulge, just like you know, it was just in an older generation and my father really raised us up in that and just older generation, I just mean of just men of complete character. Men, you get a job, you go to work, you protect your family, you provide for your family, you're there every day for your family. No matter if you like it or not, whether you like your job or not, none of those things matter, you know, and I felt like my father showed me a great example of that, of just true leadership is you know, is I'm going to go to work every day and provide for my children because that's my job. Yeah. And I'm going to love them and I'm going to be there for to support the things they love. And I'm going to be there to guide them uh, and steer them clear of things that aren't good for them. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to provide them an opportunity to go out in this world and I'm going to provide them with a set of skills that is going to allow them to make proper choices or at least put them in a position where they know what choice to make. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and my father really did that and provided me an opportunity to 
you know, to get a scholarship in college and to, you know, to really dive into that. And, you know, I think that was a huge just springboard for me. But, uh, you know, I'd like to take it even a step further. Like true leadership for me is like the ability to know when you need to follow, like building everybody up. Like I, I think true leadership, I get an opportunity to do that every day with me and my wife. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there was an instance even today where we talked where, there's something that we're working on. Right. There's a direction we're going. And I completely had to recognize she's better equipped to do this than me. Yeah. She's better at this than I am. So why would I try to lead that? Yeah. So I said, hey, honey, uh, you, I need you to take this and, and run with this. I'll follow you in this because you're better than me at it. Right. And I think for me, it's like that makes her want to follow me even more. Absolutely, man. And so I feel like true leadership also needs to provide submission in a way too Mm -hmm. knowing when hey you know what you're better at this man why don't you take this for me right you know i need your expertise on this Mm -hmm. they're much more willing to follow your expertise down the road yeah if they're seeing that you know they get some ownership stake in this they get an opportunity they get an opinion they know the why they you know they Mm -hmm. get to to partner you know and so i would feel like i would feel like that's something that if somebody isn't implementing i think they would see great fruit if they did yeah and, and mis- I think, and I think that's marriage, business, leading your family, uh, Fortune 500 company, right? A thousand employees or two employees, yeah. You know, whether you own FedEx or you just run a mom and pop bakery, right? That works. That's right, man. That's right. That's powerful. And you know, you said it, man. It, you know, true leaders create more leaders. Yes. And I think it was Carla Harris. She said that you know the way you grow in power is that you give it away perfect and you you just you just hit that and we're not all sitting on our on thrones like <laughs> excellent yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah. we ain't doing that like you know yeah. oh, power you know what i mean no one does that you right no, no yeah. one does that but in order to you know uh really imp- grow your your scope and what you can do the irony is that you actually have to like you said you actually have to get it give it away oh yeah like you're better than me at this yeah you're you're the strongest one on the team in this yeah and we are going to be better because of you even though i'm the quote-unquote leader even though you're the quote-unquote leader you're now empowering me yeah right i'm now empowering you to run and that's just like how it multiplies so i appreciate you sharing so perfect segue now i mean i know you ain't reading my notes or anything but you have uh, uh you have married uh, one of the uh, best athletes ever to arguably come out of California. Oh, yeah. Danielle yeah. Um, Divine, formerly Danielle Orsillo. Um, and y- who's more competitive? I mean, she had a, an illustrious collegiate career. You yeah. Know, you, 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 you made it far in your career. You know, like, how does, that, how does that work, man? Who's more competitive, dude? I would probably say... I would probably say she is. Yeah, I would good probably answer. say I would good. probably because you, hey, you, you know I'm going to ask her the same question. <laughs> oh, and she uh, well, you know she's been known to both. So, <laughs> <laughs> so she she uh, may or may say herself. So, <laughs> but what I would uh, man, I remember I remember I first started uh, talking to this girl. We met at a fellowship of Christian athletes camp that Josiah invited us both to. And I remember I went and told a couple, bu- you know, called a couple buddies after I met her. Hey, man, I met this girl, man. I'm digging her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Da, 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 da. And, man, three, four times my phone after I got off. All right, man, I'll talk to you later. 
About three or four minutes later, numerous times, I'm phone ring again from the same dude. Bro, have you Googled this chick? I'm like, what are really? you talking about? Dude, you need to Google this chick, bro. Look her up. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was like on the ASU website, you know, and it's just, uh, I mean, it's just paragraphs. <laughs> you know, like you see player profiles and you just see like the two sentences. You don't even need a mouse to scroll. Yeah, yeah, Oh, yeah. but it was like scroll, scroll, scroll. It was just like, <laughs> what did I get myself into? So, yeah, man, and then that leads to just, we'd go bowling, she'd beat me. Mm. We'd play pool, she'd beat, you know, so it was, you know. <laughs> she she got no, to see no shot, bro. <laughs> no, she, had, she got to see me in some very uh, questionable <laughs> environments. May or may not have been frustrated oh, numerous man. times. What, what, is the worst, what is the worst beat down that Danielle has ever given you? Is it, has it been, you know, card oh. game, video game, one-on-one, -on -one, hoops? Like, what's the worst oh, beat like down she's I, given if you? If I played her in hoops... Like, for real, not like, dude, you know, yeah. like, if we had an actual ref, it'd be a rap. Yeah? Yeah, like, you know, you, I'd try to get a little too physical and, yeah. you know, just okay, buckets. Foul, foul, and it's like, that ain't a foul. Yeah. But if we actually had that, it'd be over. But I remember one time, she smoked me by, like, 80, 90 pins in bowling. Oh, wow. And I was beside myself. Wow. And, of course, she's just, oh, good one. Just, <laughs> just, rubbing just it chirping the whole time, and I'm just... Acting like a five-year-old. The family dinner was a little hard to oh, eat that night. But she was just, <laughs> hey, remember that one time? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that is awesome. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Well, it's, it's great. It's great to spend time with you, man. This has been awesome. I know that, you know, when you start looking at things that we talked about today, leadership, mediocrity, um, all of yeah. these different things, the journey, reflection, these are all things that everyone listening today can apply to their, to their life. Um, yeah. and to those that they serve and, and, and to those that they love. And so I just appreciate your time, man, and, and hope we do this again. Thank you for having me. I'd love it. All right, bro. Yeah. There, somebody's, somebody's building something <laughs> out there. <laughs> He's going, I'm telling you. <laughs> what is he doing? I don't know, man. Oh, see, there's that, that's that, that's that uh, paint off. There you go. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, bro. Awesome, man.